Hello and welcome to the Business Wilderness. Today I have a very special guest, Mr. Ted Baker. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for having me today. Welcome, welcome. Anytime. Um, you come from a very interesting background, interesting business. Uh, people, many people basically experience this daily, monthly, uh, many people experience it once in their life. Uh, can you tell us a bit about what problem you have solved for these people? Oh. Alright, so, um, well, yeah, my name is Ted Baker. I'm, uh, I, uh, one of my best friends and I, my co-founder and I, uh, started a company called Kalo. 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 Yeah. If you don't know what that is, uh, Kalo stands for Quality Athletics, Love and Outdoors. Um, and he and I each married our wives about a month apart and immediately found a pain point in this newfound, this great new thing we called marriage. And the pain point was uh, the happiness of our wives with our, our uh, inability to find a way to want to wear a wedding ring. So there you go, people. So all of you do this <laughs> in a week, in a month, or in a year. There you go. Yeah. You, you, you've got married at, at, at some point in your life. Yeah. For those of us that have gotten married, at least for me as a, as a male, I know for the for females, uh, very accustomed to wearing rings. Um, for me, I had never worn a ring. I didn't want to wear a ring. Um, my partner and I both were, you know, we were beating ourselves on the head. We worked together at the time and um, we were both complaining incessantly about how terrible it was to have to try to wear a, wear a ring. I I tried for about a week, I just got a new car, I was very excited, I got married, I got a new car, all these things were happening, I'm scratching up my car with my ring, I you know, I spent all this money, I wanted to basically just take it off, so eventually of course my ring found its way to my side table or whatever and I just stopped wearing it. So uh, I had a very interesting interaction with my wife one day, um, she came up and asked me if I was ever going to wear my wedding ring and I looked at her and said probably not because it didn't really fit my lifestyle yeah. and she may have used an explicit, explicit word with me and told me that I should figure it out and so um, I then went back to work began speaking to my, my now you know, business partner about it and we came up with this idea to solve this problem um, and that's it you know like it's Tell us the solution it's very simple it's, it's a Kayla ring it's a um, it's made of a well we have them made of different materials right now different polymers but this one was made this particular one was made of uh, silicone um, which is hypoallergenic it's flexible it stretches four times its size um, it'll rip at 39 pounds of pressure so those people who are worried about losing their finger uh, it's great for uh, you know like Occupational hazards. If you're a firefighter, if you're in the military, if you're a police officer, if you're a plumber, if you're a woodworker, if you play sports, if you go to the gym, if you CrossFit, if you at 45, if if you yoga, you know, if, whatever it is you do, this kind of goes with your lifestyle. So um, it's been a great thing for me. It solved a problem for me. I had a void because when I want to represent that commitment to my wife. I, I did want to, I just didn't want to have this ring. And uh, I found myself walking around and people would ask me if I was married. I'm like, of course I'm married, yeah. You know, if another woman would ask me, oh, oh you're married? 
you don't have a ring on, I would, I would be a little ashamed, like, oh yeah, I don't have a ring on, but I am married and I love my wife. And uh, it just, you know, a couple months of that and we needed to fix the problem. So we fixed it for ourselves and now seemingly we've apparently fixed it for an awful lot of other people. So, uh, and we're now, you know, I'm here today in, in, in Australia because we're coming to the market here. We, uh, we recognize that the uh, Australian market is, even though it's not, you know, a huge numbers market, we feel like the DNA of the Australian, the commitment aspect, the, the who you guys are, like at the base of your, you know, person, um, a lot of your occupational, a lot of you work with your hands, you know, there's a lot of different things like that. There's a lot of sport, you know, a lot of sport going on here. And we just felt like it was a really good uh, synergy for yeah. a place for us to go internationally. Um, and we've opened in Canada, you know, we're based in the United States, we opened in Canada. Australia is our next market, and then we're going to the EU later this year, and we're very excited about basically bringing our brand and our mission kind of to, you know, the international culture, because uh, it's really about the mission. I mean, the mission of the company is to inspire and share the power of commitment. You know, it doesn't matter if it's your wife or your kids or, you know, your job, uh, your sport, if you have, you know, if you're if your mother or father you know, are fighting a disease, you know, like my mom died of colon cancer when I was a child. My, my sister battles lupus right now. We have a lupus ring. Um, we do a lot of charity, a lot of give back. Uh, we sit on a lot of boards for philanthropic things. It's something I think is very important when you're starting a business to, to start giving back really soon. So um, it's been a real gift. Our, our, our journey has been a real gift. It's been interesting. Amazing. Yeah. Some touching words. Um, so when did the journey start? You know, the moment we got married, uh, my, we each got married in 2012, uh, July 8th for me. Um, it was later that year, about August, about a month later, that we kind of recognized that we needed to fix this problem. My wife had looked at me, she'd given me those, 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 those words. Um, and then it, it, I had done some other business things in the past. Um, uh, my, my, my co-founder came on and looked at me and said, we got to do this. Like, let's start a business. And at, at the time, I was doing a couple of other things. Um, and I was being very successful. I had, you know, finally, I'd, I'd worked years and years to get to a point of success. And I was doing relatively well. I felt like I was doing well. And he, he was like, I'll do it with you. Like, we can do this together. And, uh, like, it was that inspiration of him being like, we can do this together. I'll do it with you, which really turned the corner for me and made me say like, oh, okay, well, like, that sounds like a great idea. Um, I think having somebody that you trust and value as a business partner is a huge benefit. Um, you know, being in business, you one of the first things you hear is watch out for your partner. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it's amazing how many warnings I've had from mentors and choosing a partner is like choosing a spouse. Yeah. If you choose the right one, it's going to be the greatest ride ever. Yeah. And it's just about choosing the right one. So I got lucky in choosing the right wife, and now I've gotten very lucky in choosing the right business partner. And uh, his name is Casey Holliday. He's an amazing guy. Um, just a, at the core of his soul, a great human being. And I think that's, I think that's what we need to look for uh, in, in, in business partners and relationships and in all things we do. If we are looking to the right people and having the right personal relationships with them, I think that is... A game changer and that's kind of what I've always leaned on for when I'm doing business and I'm doing work I kind of have a propensity to be overly loyal sometimes but I think if you're dealing with the right human being 
and the people have the right agenda, then you should be all in and do everything you can. Because at the end of the day, there's nothing is perfect. If somebody is always agreeing with you, there's something wrong. Sure. You know, you have to have a banter and you have to be big enough and be able to put your own ego aside at times to get around and make the business kind of grow. And that's one of the things that I think is uh, extremely pivotal for many businesses. People can't get around their own ego. Yeah. So they wind up trashing whatever great it is about the business because they can't get around their own ego. And I think that's one of the things that my wife keeps me in very good check with that as well. <laughs> so she has, does a lot of different things for me. Keeping my, my ego in check is one thing that she does extremely well. So Awesome, awesome. So with such a unique concept, I mean, uh, coming out to the market and selling the idea of having a ring, let's say it's made out of a few different... Uh, polymers. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Polymer? Polymers. Yeah, yeah, yeah polymers. Uh, the key point in selling this ring wouldn't have been the actual ring itself. It would have been, or this, this is basically my, my assumption from, from what I see, uh, it, would, it would have been the message or the movement behind the ring. Yeah. Um, because, let's, let's face it, I mean, you can go down to your local store and, yeah. and just grab a ring. Yeah. You know, I call it rubber here, a rubber right. ring and put it on. Right. So what were some of the key factors that really took this concept, this idea off the ground? Well, I guess... You know, first of all, we were never really trying to sell you a ring. Yeah. We're trying to sell you a way of life. Yeah. We're trying to sell you, you know, we're selling you an emotional value. We're selling you functionality. Yeah. Um, a representation of something so much bigger than a piece of gold, metal, silver, or rubber. Correct. This is a representation of who you are. And to build that community was like the basis of the company really exploding. Because it, it needed to be more than just selling a ring. It needed to be selling a lifestyle. Yeah. And that's what we've tried to do. We've tried to, you know, if you walk by uh, in the United States at this point, and, and, and I'm very realistic, like we're still in a growth stage. We're, we've had three years. We're, I'm not anybody important on Google. We're like, I have, a, I'm, I'm, I have a grind to share with people. I don't have like a, you know, some mad dashing success story. It's not like everything is just roses and, and, and popping bottles of champagne. But, um, you know, the goal was to sell something bigger. And when you walk by someone in the United States, if I'm walking in an airport and I see someone else with a, with a ring on, it's a Kayla ring, it tells me something about them immediately. And that's what we wanted it to do. We want this to be a representation of who you are in the, in the inside of a human being, you know, because in a way, it's the opposite of the way society normally values things. Normally society values things as the more expensive it is, the more meaningful it is. And I'm trying to go the exact opposite. I'm saying, wait, Spend less and make that show more. Because if you're wearing a Kalo ring, it, it, it says that you're going out of your way because of an occupational problem or because of, a, it could be a health reason because like you're allergic to gold metal or whatever. It, what it's saying is that at all times, you want to represent your commitment to your spouse, your family, or to whatever. And so it's actually people who really want to represent that commitment even more than a $10,000, you know, wedding ring, they can spend this and always have it on. There's nothing you can't do with this on. You know, we make them special now that if you get your hands dirty in gas or whatever, we, we came out with a Q2X material that facilitates that. 
If it's just a comfortability material, you can use the classic. Um, but the goal is to like make that show that like in a way, I love my wife, I represent my wife, I represent my family, I represent my commitment even even greater. And I spent less to do it, but it means even more because I always want to have it on. And um, it's very adversarial to what normal society, you know, like if I drive a nice car, I just want to cost more money. You know, like I want to say something about myself, my, my what, how, how much is my suit jacket or, you know, my shoes or, or whatever it is. I mean, I have a 12 year old son that trust me, I know all about all about you know what it means to buy something nice and I want a pair of nice shoes because people will think whatever and I'm, I'm just like it's not about how much it costs huh? society's really become about material, materialistic things uh, we can tell especially if you jump on social media especially the platforms that are really image and video based you will really really see how materialistic individuals are and what Kalo is doing is quite the reverse yeah and slowly, slowly changing that mentality. Well, and then that's the whole thing. We want to change. You just get yeah. tingles. That's awesome. If I ever get tingles in an interview, normally it's something good happening. <laughs> it's literally, it's going against the grain and thinking outside the box. And that's what, you know, in everything I do, I'm always about, I look at my leaders and I say, like, think outside the box. And people come to me and say, well, that's not how it's done. And I'm like, well, figure out a way to get it done a different way that would facilitate. We're in a very complex world right now with, e-commerce exploding, brick and mortar dying. There's all of these things that are happening around us and the entire landscape of business is evolving. We're in this very crucial time. And I believe that people need to stop, take a look at things and not just go to the norm, but begin to think outside of the box. And I think that's the key for the evolution of things happening that will really drive society. You know? Social pressures are really driving people oh. be, be quite the other way. Oh. Uh, so what, what, what you guys are, are doing is honestly amazing. And I, I'm not just saying that because you're, you're sitting here with no. me. Uh, there's not many companies out there that represent such, uh, what's the word, just, just so I can be fair here, that represent such a unique uh, sentimental yeah. value. Thank uh, you. Because if you, if you look around, companies in modern day society work towards what the consumer wants on the, on, on, on the surface. Right. What you guys are doing is you're telling the consumer, no, this means more to you than what the rest of the game is telling you. This is really something that you need to treasure, need to, need to look after, which is basically that ring there, it's not about the ring. It's about, about commitment. Exactly. Yes. The family, yes. the wife, the kids, yeah. the legacy that you leave behind you. Uh, the money is only exactly. So much. Exactly. We hear, we hear so many stories of people who are worth millions and billions of dollars committing suicide. Not happy. They're miserable. Yeah. Why? Obviously, money is not the solution. No. Money. My wife will tell me on a regular basis. Money cannot buy your happiness. And exactly. I, and I, exactly. I, I, I hear it every day. It's drowned into my head. And, we're just, you know, this is a, this is a battle. It's a struggle. Like what we're trying to do is not is not normal right now. It is very much thinking outside the box. And you know, we're very we've been very blessed. We've been very lucky. I mean, luck. Let's be honest. Luck has a huge part. Hard work uh, of everything. You have to put in your hard work. And hard you, work. I always say I'd rather be lucky than smart because I'm not that smart. <laughs> but you know, uh, I like to surround myself with smart people. 
Um, I like to think that what I value in human beings goes much beyond, you know, what you pay them or, you know, it, it, it starts with the culture of the company. It starts with who we are on the inside. You know, the same way uh, you as a human being, what you really matters is who you are on the inside. It matters what's going on inside those four walls in our building and what Kalo means and what we do with our employees, how we treat them, how we go, how we want to represent ourselves to them and then how we represent ourselves to the outside world. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a different time than, quite frankly, when, when I was, I never really had a real job per se, but when I was growing up, um, you know, how businesses run and, you know, what my employees, uh, very lucky, my partner is amazing. One of his goals was to make, you know, our, our company, we have very lofty goals. He wanted to make our company one of the top 100 places to work in the country, in the United States. Amazing. And, you know, like having goals like that are so much more important than saying, I want to do $100 million in sales. So you know, that's, that's going to lead to that. Well, that's how, I, exactly. That's going to lead to that. And that's what many CEOs, well, not only CEOs, companies in general, they, they forget that. Yeah. Creating that workplace, that environment yeah. where your employee wants to come to work and stay at work, he doesn't want to go home. Yeah. He's happy to be there because you've created that atmosphere for him. Yeah. He's motivated every morning. He comes there, he's working from somewhere deep inside, not because he has to be there right. to pay the bills. That's what leads to the hundreds of millions. That's what leads to the billion. That's what leads to so on, so on, so on. I mean, with this test theory right now, let's, let's hope. <laughs> let's, let's hope everything goes the way we want. But I mean, I, I will tell you this, that, you know, we, as far as employees go, I respect my employees so much. I appreciate them. You know, whenever I see them, you know, I say I appreciate their hard work. I'm not even, you know, I'm in the office least of all of our employees probably because I travel a lot. I'm doing either licensing deals or traveling for ambassador meetings or, you know, giving us a talk or a presentation or whatever. So I'm in the office less than anyone. And it's always cracks me up because I go to the office or I'll see something, you know, someone will show me something on social media that's happening at my office. I'm like, oh, hell, that looks amazing. How am I not there for that right now? So I, I miss out on those things a lot. But, you know, um, my partner takes a huge a huge stance on making sure that the culture of the company is sound. And so that's really important. Awesome, awesome. So tell us a bit about um, some of your uh, barriers that, 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 that you guys face or problems and issues coming to market. Like maybe share, share, share that part with us so we can, you know? Well, I mean, we got, look, when I say we got lucky, we, I was very lucky to find the right partner, have right things happen, but it doesn't matter how lucky you are, it doesn't mean you don't still have headaches. You still gonna face obstacles. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, manufacturing was a huge issue for us. Um, trying to, I, <clears throat> I tried to get the product made in the United States. Wow. Because I wanted, I mean, we went to the US, so I was like, yeah. I want to be made, made in the US. We could not find, for months and months and months, call after call, meeting after meeting, we couldn't find anybody. You know, at the time, no one ever knew we would grow to, you know, the size. Yeah. yeah. So nobody wanted to take a chance on you. And, and, and we started this company with all of our own money. We didn't take any investment. Everything was, you know, we worked out of our garage. You know, like this is as grassroots as you can ever imagine. And so we couldn't find anybody to help. So manufacturing was a huge problem. I wound up going to Asia for manufacturing 
And I know a lot of people in the United States say they want everything made in the U.S., but I would be able to make an argument where innovation actually happens because you find people outside that are willing to work and take a chance. Um, that, that factor of me, 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 greed, me, greed, that is very valid in the United States, and people don't want to take a risk. They only want things that are sure locks. Everybody wants something positive. Um, nobody wants to take a risk. Um, so we found someone to take a risk, and, and our manufacturing wasn't great at the very beginning. It was a huge issue. It was a huge nightmare. Um, but we, we got it done. We started. We were able to spend a lot of time after we got the product here, fixing the product, making the product right. You know, every product was basically our first couple orders, our first orders for the first nine months was like we hand-picked every order, put it in a, in a, in a, in a little dime Quality bag. Quality control at its Quality best. control at its best. <laughs> put it in a little bag that looked like it held drugs and yeah, yeah. put it into the thing, wrote a personal note, sent everything out. Wow. Like it was very, very much grinding hands-on. And, uh, you know, we got through, we, we went from one manufacturer to another manufacturer and then that manufacturer, we outgrew that one and we went to another manufacturer and now we have a couple different manufacturers. Um, but I've actually stayed in Asia. We were looking at manufacturing in the United States right now. We do some licensing agreements with, with um, some of the uh, military channels in the U.S. and they are very, it's more advantageous if you had it made in the U.S. so we're looking at those things. But the world is a global market now and, you know, yes, we go to our, we go to our facility to make sure that there's no child labor laws being broken and we have we awesome. I actually have a great relationship with my manufacturer now so it's it's, awesome. been, it's been great awesome. okay so just quickly before we go um any tips words of advice words of wisdom to all the young people out there who are trying to build businesses old young or they can be whatever they want to yeah, be yeah absolutely i'm sure every, everybody can use a piece use uh, a piece of advice yeah uh, well first of all i'm a big proponent to you know Starting a business and trying something new happens at any age. It doesn't matter if you're 60, if you're 80. That's the most beautiful thing about it. If you're 15. Yeah. You can literally, this whole, like, to use the word entrepreneur, this whole idea behind that is that we're in a society now where you can literally reinvent yourself over and over again. So when I see somebody who's seven years old and they have an idea, I'm like, why aren't you doing it? Exactly. Like, do it. It's, it's your opportunity right now. There's no reason. There's, ageism should not exist in this. You know, go. It's uh, literally just a number now when it comes to business. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, like you can be a genius at 12 or you can be a genius at 80. Exactly. Um, but words of wisdom are, you know, I guess figure out who you want to be. Figure out what you want to leave behind and then act accordingly. Treat people like you want to be treated. And, uh, and be real. Yeah. You know, like... Just be upfront. Just this is who I am. This is what I. This is what I believe in. And, and just uh, be honest. Just be honest. Do your best. You know, honesty is the best policy. Yeah. I I mean, it's crazy. It's so <laughs> it's so simple. But if we utilize these things and just like you're gonna make mistakes, yeah, just fix them. When you do something wrong, apologize and move on. If the person doesn't accept your apology and can't get around it, then Tom will. Yeah, Tom will. You know. So I guess that's my word of wisdom. Just. Right. Where can we find you on social media? Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, we're launching in Australia. So please, if you're married and you want to be a part of our community, which would be awesome, uh, kalo.com.au. Yeah. Um, very excited to get this market rolling and to like really spread the movement over here. 
Um, you can find us, you know, obviously, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook yeah. yeah, we have AU pages for uh, Instagram and Facebook. We've got awesome. a great team out here. Very excited about about those people, what they're doing, and what they're going to bring to the thing, uh, to the to the market. And just excited to become part of this community. Awesome. We'll be linking all that up in the video, and so you guys have access to it. Thank you very much, Ted. It's been an absolute pleasure. Awesome, brother. I appreciate it. Unbelievable. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you so very much. much. Appreciate you having me. Take care. All Thank right. you.